Greatness in the kingdom of God. It's not what you think. Let's talk about it on today's episode of Renew Network Podcast. Well, my friends, election season is upon us, and I don't know if your mailbox has been like my mailbox, but it seems like every day I'm getting two or three heavy-duty card mailers in my mailbox, uh, elevating the achievements of some local politician uh, that is seeking my vote. And uh, uh, it is so funny. Um, It leaves you wondering, how many great people can there possibly be? Every one of them sounds like the very best politician that's ever lived on planet Earth and has every achievement that anyone could possibly want and is looking out for the people and um, is, uh, is a great person and a great mom or a great dad and the best person that's ever walked the earth. And uh, I have to laugh. Um, politicians are great comedians, aren't they? <laughs> and this season uh, it sort of tires us out. Uh, we're bombarded with their requests for um, giving them our vote of approval. And um, it's funny because in this passage we'll be looking at today in Luke chapter 9, Jesus is uh, having a discussion with his disciples about some pretty important things. Uh, One of the things that Jesus has a conversation with them about is he he reminds them for a second time that he's going to be uh, handed over to, to be killed. Uh, but then an argument stirs up between his disciples about who's the greatest. Sounds like conversations that I've heard in the backseat of my car between my kids talking about who's the best basketball player, or who's the best at this or that. And it's funny that uh, we're always concerned about who's the best or who's the greatest at something. Jesus has something to say about that, and it's not what you would think. Um, but it's certainly in line with what he teaches about the kingdom of God. And then we're going to see the disciples confronting Jesus about someone they saw ministering in Jesus' name that they didn't know. And Jesus has something to say about that also. Well, guys, as we get started today, uh, let's thank God for this new day, and let's ask that He would open our hearts and our minds and our spirits to be receptive to His Word today. Heavenly Father, we love you today. God, I thank you so much. You're so faithful, and you're so good, and you're so kind, and you're so patient, and you're so giving, and you're so, so, so beautiful. (laughs) Lord, your beauty is beyond measure. And uh, Father, slow us down today that we might take note of it, that we might uh, see you as you are. And Lord, give us hearts today that would be receptive soil for the seed of your word. You promise that your word doesn't go out void. And uh, Lord, we open it today hungry, um, hungry for an encounter with you. And so, Father, teach us through your word today and help us to have the courage to apply the things that we're learning so that your word can maximize its impact in our hearts. And we give you thanks and praise Jesus because you're worth all the praise that we can offer and more. In your name we pray. Amen. All right, we're in Luke chapter 9. We're going to be in verse 43, the second half, and then on into uh, verse 50 today. Uh, And this is what Luke writes. 
While everyone was marveling at all that Jesus did, he said to his disciples, Listen carefully to what I'm about to tell you. The Son of Man is going to be delivered into the hands of men. But they did not understand what this meant. It was hidden from them so that they did not grasp it, and they were afraid to ask him about it. An argument started among the disciples as to which of them would be the greatest. Jesus, knowing their thoughts, took a little child and had him stand beside him. Then he said to them, Whoever welcomes this little child in my name welcomes me, and whoever welcomes me welcomes the one who sent me. For it is the one who is least among you who is the greatest. Master, said John, we saw someone driving out demons in your name, and we tried to stop him because he's not one of us. Don't stop him, Jesus said, for whoever is not against you is for you. (laughs) I love Jesus and his teaching, and I love his quick wit, and I love his sense of humor, and it's all kind of woven in here beautifully today. And so uh, in the passage that we read today, we're coming out of the story, the the text about Jesus healing the demon-possessed boy and uh, getting frustrated with his disciples. And yesterday we talked about (coughs) righteous frustration and that often our frustration has its core in some expectation that has been unfulfilled or in some core issue in us that is born in self. Today, um, while the people are still marveling at Jesus' great work in redeeming and restoring this young man who had been possessed by a demon, um, Jesus had a message for his disciples. And he said to them, Hey, listen carefully to what I'm about to tell you. I am going to be delivered into the hands of men. I'm going to be arrested. And he's uh, predicting, again, his death for a second time. He's being delivered into the hands of men and ultimately murdered uh, for uh, the things that he's done in the world. But Luke tells us his disciples did not understand what Jesus said or what it meant. In fact, Luke tells us that it was hidden from them so that they did not grasp it. And they were afraid in that moment to ask him about it. So what Luke tells us is they're recognizing that they were confused by what Jesus was saying, but they were afraid to ask. But at the same time, Luke is telling us that the Spirit uh, clouded their minds so they didn't grasp what Jesus was saying. And I suspect the reason for that is it's about timing. Jesus needed to make this pronouncement prophetically, uh, but the timing, the revealing of his true purpose was not yet uh, for the disciples, really, or for anyone else. Uh, but Jesus made that announcement, and they were confused by it. And then we, we move on into a conversation that, that Luke tells us about that started to stir up between the disciples. Uh, this so reminds me of the backseat of my car. My two youngest are both very competitive and both very athletic. And often, <clears throat> they are... Uh, decrying the (laughs) failure of the other to achieve the same level of greatness in the sports that they love. And I have to laugh at them, but sometimes I have to referee just because uh, it can get pretty sharp. And uh, we want to be, we want to learn to express kindness and encouragement to one another. Um, So I only let that go to a certain point. 
And um, Jesus only let this conversation go to a certain point as well. (laughs) But Luke tells us the disciples were arguing about who was going to be the greatest in the kingdom of God. And Jesus knew their thoughts, and he decided to teach them using a visual. So he pulls a little child over and has him stand beside him. And then Jesus, with this child standing beside him, said to them, to make his point, whoever welcomes this little child in my name welcomes me. For whoever welcomes me welcomes the one who sent me. And Jesus was saying, you want to talk about greatness Greatness is not measured by achievements. Greatness in my kingdom is measured by the spirit in which you come uh, bowing at my feet. If you come with pride and if you come seeking position and if you come uh, declaring your achievements, um, that's not the way into this kingdom. You better come like a child, humble, needy, dependent. That's how you come to me and my kingdom. And Jesus says, for it is the one who is the least among you who is the greatest of all. As far as what a child brings to the table, uh, they, uh, they have not yet reached their full maturity. They have not yet reached their full strength. They have not yet reached their full mental capacity. Uh, they bring very little to the table as far as uh, their ability to work and achieve and, and do things or provide. They're needy and dependent and helpless in so many ways. And that's why we parent them. And that's why we're called to protect them and to care for them and provide for them because they lack all of the things that they need to be successful caring for themselves. And we're teaching them how to do that. And Jesus says, you better come to my kingdom like a little child, needy and helpless, ready to let me help you learn what you need uh, to mature and to grow. And uh, I imagine they got the point on that one. And then John spoke up and said, Master, we saw someone driving out demons in your name, and we told him to stop. And you imagine John probably saying this with a little pride, kind of tugging at his collar a little bit, like, aren't we good? And Jesus said, don't stop him, for whoever is not against you is for you. You know, often, my friends, we uh, prejudge what we don't know. And we look at someone and and maybe we see goodness or we see character in them, but we don't hear them talking about Jesus. Uh, But we see them doing good and we see them loving others and we see them uh, sacrificing out of their uh, abundance to take care of people. And before we judge what we don't understand, we better take time to get to know their hearts and see if they are a brother in Christ or a sister in Christ And when we see good in the world, when we see love in the world, uh, whether a person realizes the source of the good that they're doing and the source of the love that they're um, expressing is Jesus, um, they're doing it. And uh, sometimes uh, people who don't know Jesus personally uh, do a whole lot more good and a whole lot more loving than people who say they do know him. And uh, often it's just a matter of being introduced (laughs) to the source of their loving and the source of their good. And so let's not judge today, my friends. Let's take the time to get to know the others around us that we that we see doing good things and uh, maybe not write off um, the good and the love that we see emerging until we learn um, what the source is. And if they don't know the true source, Let's introduce them to the true source and cheer on the good and cheer on the love and 
cheer on uh, what we see happening. Because as Jesus says, for whoever is not against you is for you. And if they don't know him personally, why don't you take the time to introduce him? All right, my friends, great little uh, text from Luke's Gospel today with some powerful punch. And may it be of encouragement to us all as we set out to live for Jesus today. God bless. We'll catch up again tomorrow.